While Jeff Sessions was at the White House today for a national security meeting, President Trump gave him another slap, tweeting, why didn't AG Sessions replace acting FBI Director Andrew McCabe? But Sessions shows no sign of stepping down after a week of presidential attacks over his decision to stay out of the Russia meddling investigation because he campaigned for Trump. Just last night, Sessions turned up the heat on cities that won't help federal agents deport immigrants here illegally as the president was trumpeting a crackdown on sanctuary cities. The attacks have accomplished one thing, rallying conservatives to Sessions' aid. I wish the, the president and the attorney general would sit down and work this out between themselves. Don't resign, Jeff Sessions, says National Review. Breitbart calls Sessions a man who embodies the movement that elected Donald Trump. Conservative talk radio urged the president to back off. And there's no need to treat him this way. None, no need whatsoever. I think the attorney general has had more expressions of support for him in the last 24 to 48 hours than he did almost throughout his confirmation process. Sessions has been a loyal soldier, praising his boss in every public appearance. The Trump agenda is to improve the lives of the American people. White House aides know he's not resigning, told directly by the Attorney General's Chief of Staff. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that... Let's get started. We begin this morning with a major staff shakeup at the White House. Reince Priebus is out as President Trump's chief of staff after six months of infighting, chaos, and little progress in advancing President Trump's legislative agenda. Priebus will be replaced by the current Homeland Security Secretary, General John Kelly. Friday's move comes less than a day after President Trump's push to repeal Obamacare failed in the Senate and the publication of a New Yorker article in which the new White House communications chief, Anthony Scaramucci, warned that Priebus's days in the administration were numbered. All right. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocate podcast. Yeah. Um, and welcome back to you. you. That's right. Mitch is back. Back in the back in the building. Well, actually, I'm back in his building. Back in the state. Uh, um, right. So, so uh, how, yeah. was, how was vacation? Uh, it was awesome. I got to hang out with a bunch of uh, L.A. liberals, so it was super cool. Yeah. You know, no... No bike locks or anything like that. <laughs> Bricks thrown, burnt. You didn't no, have to I burn was, anything down. While I was you were actually there. surprised by how uh, how non-liberal people were, and a lot of the things that a lot of conservatives think about LA aren't true. Oh yeah. So I was a little surprised by that. Things aren't super expensive. Actually, almost everything was about the same amount of money as it cost here, except for cigarettes. TDAP setting setting the record straight. Setting the record here. straight. We had a couple <laughs> of Lyft drivers because that's how we we got around. We didn't do any. Uh, any of that stuff with buying, a, you know, renting a car or any of that. Right. So we just did Lyft, and there was a bunch of conservative You know their drivers. metro station is a lot better than ours, right? Like, <laughs> as long as you're not trying to get on that speed oh train. Man, What's going on with that? It's unfortunate, too, because, like, there are so, I would love to get into that story, but then the Trump administration happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so we don't have time yeah. to go into all of the stories from this week. But yeah, I was um, surprised by just 
there was a lot of conservatives there that I wasn't expecting. And yeah. They were pretty open about it. And they yeah. must have been visiting from Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought that. But other than that, I got a good tan. We sat on the beach. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, saw some dolphins. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. So we are uh, shooting a little bit early today because today is actually my nine-year anniversary. So I would like to say happy anniversary, babe, to Stacy. Um, nine long, happy, amazing years. We have a little little children that we just brought into <laughs> just brought into the world here a few months ago, and so yeah, things are going things are going good there. And I'm gonna try to get this wrapped up a little bit earlier today than normal so that we can uh, we can go. Yeah, we tried to start it. early. We did at and, uh, 30 minutes early is what it ended up being. So. Right, and we did uh, we did run into some ridiculous uh technical difficulties today so now that we it appears anyway that those are out of the way we'll go ahead and go into the week and well my initial plan if you remember from last week when when i wrapped up the show i kind of cursed jared kushner for and the senate for agreeing to do a closed door meeting because it was like well how will i possibly have content for next week well Hindsight's kind of a funny thing. Um, I didn't. I honestly, by the time that I sat down to to do the prep for for the show over the last couple of evenings, I forgot that Jared Kushner's hearing was even this yeah, week. Everyone forgot. I um, saw a few things that was like Jared Kushner says nothing happened. Right. And like, <laughs> like, I, well, and so that many, was that. So many other stories happened that yeah. it was like, wait, this was the same week. I forgot that this right. was, I forgot the boy scouts thing was this week because yeah, yeah. And we, I'd that was a little bit ridiculous. I'd love, I'd love to go into that and maybe, maybe we'll get time to fit it in later, but yeah, in the speed round or something. we've got some, or the rest uh, of the week we've got some, uh, yeah, look at, look at this guy. He goes away for a <laughs> week and just pretends everything. it's episode four again. <laughs> um, so anyway. So about Russia. No. Uh, that's right. <laughs> right. So the plan for this segment initially was going to be just Jeff Sessions and the tweet storms, uh, the, tweet, the tweet storm surrounding Jeff Sessions. Um, right. And now... Ryan's previous is gone, so we're going to. <laughs> and Scaramucci entered, we and everything of, went crazy. Uh, changed the the game plan here. Yeah. Um, and we're going to just go into this week in the Trump administration. So right. basically, the, the meltdown of the Trump administration. This has not been a good week. No, and for Donald really, Trump. it's been. If you think about it, it's been about a week and a half, maybe even two weeks. Because Sean yeah. Spicer was out last week, and then right. the introduction of Scaramucci. Um, Scaramucci decided to drunk dial the Washington Post or whatever, <laughs> or the New Yorker, whatever it was. It's 4D chess. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> layers um, upon layers. So I guess let's start with just the uh, – just we'll just start with Jeff Sessions and how, how the week kind of started. So so Spicer was out last week. I, right. co- I covered that in episode 21, so you can go to iTunes, Google Play, wherever. Check that out. Um, this week started with – Donald Trump tweeting 17 times at 6.30 a.m. every morning about how weak Jeff Sessions was. and It was really weird. It was, and it's not something that you do. Like, you don't typically... Well, it all started with the, what was it, the interview with the New York Times? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, which came at the end of last week. Yeah, and which um, he kind of went on and was like, they asked about, I can't remember what the question was, but right. somehow it got on to Jeff Sessions. To which he then said, you know, oh, well, 
if I would have known that Jeff Sessions would have recused himself, I would have never offered him the position. I right. would have said, you know, thank you, but if you can't do all of the, your job, then I'm going to pass you by or something like that. And which I thought was fine. I didn't have an issue with those comments. I mean, it, that secret code for it, because you can't touch this investigation <laughs> surrounding me. Just I want, yeah, I would rather have somebody else. Just, yeah, again, like with those comments, you can interpret it however ways you want. I, or you can right. just look at those. I do it the real way. But that's not where it stopped. It kept going. And then yeah, just, and it became like several a big f you to Jeff Sessions, yeah, and it was several, like, well, wait, what? Within several, um, not I don't want to say hours because it well it took place over like two or three days yeah. where it was just tweet after tweet after tweet about why he wasn't capable of doing his job and why he wasn't handling it right, and and that he was weak. Um, for it, here's what was great to me the fact that james comey got fired for being too mean to hillary clinton <laughs> but jeff sessions can't do his job because he's not mean enough to hillary clinton <laughs> i'm sorry trump administration but you guys are gonna have to figure out some better lies well um, plus we have the direct contradiction from trump himself during the beginning of his administration in which he said i don't want to go after hillary clinton right. i'm not going after the clintons they've yeah. been through enough already right. and then you know, everything kept going on with the Russia thing. And then he was like, well, wait a second, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's a deflection tactic. It is a deflection and tactic. And we've seen it many times over the course of the show. Yeah, um, it's true. And so, yeah, so when it comes to Jeff Sessions, I'm going to be completely, completely transparent as the conservative Republican on this, this thing that we do. Right. Fuck Jeff Sessions. I want him gone, and I almost don't care how. Like, I'm not going to say I don't care how it happens because there's obviously scenarios. Cyanide. That, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cyanide tea. And go full Russian on this one. <laughs> right. But, or full Chinese on it, but no. Oh, yeah. Don't don't implicate the Russians <laughs> at all. <laughs> Mitch can't both do that. Both of them. Yeah, both the Russian and the Chinese governments. You know what's funny? No, I was actually, don't get away from I was in the shower people. the other night, and I was thinking, you know, every time I bring up Russia, Mitch brings up China. And, like, it's almost... You can't hate one it's without a, the other. So it was funny that you just did that right there. Or like the Chinese route, North Korea, right. something. something well, I think it's a little ironic that people want to just hyper-focus on Russia, and then when China does the same thing, they're like, well, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I, I don't disagree, and that's why that's why yeah. you can go back a few episodes and hear me say, let's have some damn standards. <laughs> um, right. But uh, So I, I want Sessions to leave. Okay, so here's the interesting place that this whole thing puts Democrats in, right? Democrats don't like Jeff Sessions because he's, he's Jeff Sessions. Well, and you know, they, I mean, at the beginning of the administration, Democrats were calling him a, a racist because yeah. probably just because his name's Jeff Sessions. He's from the South <laughs> and he doesn't like black people. So, um, you know, so that's they, how they went with so it. They that don't, was their angle. They don't like him. Um, but at the same time, you, you don't want somebody you don't want somebody worse in the position. You don't want somebody who yeah. isn't recused. The fact of the matter is, should, well, let's debate it. I, I think you and I both agree, but should Jeff Sessions have, have recused himself from this investigation? I think he should have, just be, because think, of the way that everything went down. I think then, the, then, yeah. the Department of Justice rules are pretty clear on that. Yeah, it doesn't if, necessarily mean that he could have interfered. And I think that if you replace <laughs> him with someone who is not recused, does not necessarily mean that they will interfere. And if you do catch them interfering, you can get rid of them and bring them up on uh, obstruction of justice charges and all these things. Right. So I don't think it's going to be... Uh, 
Oh, the thing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it's necessarily looking at it and going, There's well, behind we the scenes have... stuff happening there. Yeah. <laughs> don't, wor- don't worry about it, listening audience. Right, a little bit of a power struggle. But <laughs> I think that if you look at Jeff Sessions, it doesn't mean that if he's gone that all of a sudden all the evidence is going to be deleted from uh, the Russian investigation. That's not how it's going to work. Right. Um, but I think that it puts Democrats at ease knowing that they, they can't really touch it. Or that he can't touch it. Right. I don't think that he will. I don't, I don't think that whoever replaces him will, but... I don't think that they will either. Um, you know how I think about the Russian thing. I don't think there's anything there. Right. So. Right. I know what you think about the Russian thing. TDAP, where we don't believe in spin, and then Mitch starts talking about Russia. Computers are real. And like I said, <laughs> that, hey, when it comes to hacking and IP addresses, these things can be easily manipulated. Again, it's just facts. I'm sorry, but if right. you look it up, yep. if you don't have the servers in front of you that, that supposedly hacking was done with, you really have no definitive right. proof. I'm right. sorry, you just don't. That's fine. That's fine. Republicans forget how investigations work, but That's fine. we'll get into it later <laughs> when there's actually evidence released. Yeah. Um, but as far as Jeff Sessions goes, I think you're right. I think it does keep Democrats at ease. Uh, it keeps me at ease. Like My whole thing is, and we've debated it, not on the show, away from the microphone a million times. And, you know, I strongly said I do not want him to leave. And you have more than on one occasion reminded me that I don't like this guy. And you're right. I don't (laughs) like this guy. The thing is, what I like is the idea that this guy can't touch this thing. This guy won't fire Bob Mueller. This guy won't do like won't do anything with Andrew McCabe and I think that that's important to this investigation I think that Republicans should want the same thing because if he were to get fired then or if he were to resign and somebody Mm -hmm. was replaced that was able to touch the the Russian investigation then it completely looks bad for Republicans and yeah. anyone trying to defend it because, like, now you're having Debbie Washington well, Schultz all... <laughs> investigate who screwed Bernie. And, like, I know I've right. used that analogy. I've overused it on the show. But it is the same thing. It's when the police police the police. Right. You know? like then Maybe it's not always on the up and up. Right. And, I, again, I, I understand that and I get it. I still don't like Sessions. I don't like, I don't like he, his agenda. I don't like his agenda. I don't like what he's doing. No. I don't like... Not, not, that's not everything. I don't hate everything that he's been doing, but I don't like a majority of his stances and things like that. But what's interesting about the whole thing is that for for Donald Trump to be attacking him this week and whatever, um, Donald Trump should realize that Jeff Sessions is literally, A, the like one of three appointees <laughs> left in his administration, and B, Jeff Sessions is like the only one that's actually implementing the His Trump ad- agenda, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is the one who's cracked down on sanctuary cities, on uh, taking a tough which I agree with on illegal immigration, which I agree with. Um, you know, I, you and I, I don't think get on board with his his marijuana. No, we don't. Thing. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with that. So everyone, I think it's you it's think a guy knowledge. who made his career off like baking cookies in a tree would want people <laughs> to 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 understand the truth about marijuana. That was his occupation pre getting his face eaten by pigs. But <laughs> right, right. <other> than- <laughs> Damn, that one was rough. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, watch Hannibal. But. So yeah, I I don't know. Um, I, I just we think, don't we I don't think- like this guy. I but it. 
At the same time, I understand that the optics don't look good. At but this point, happens... you can't keep firing everyone. Like, you can't come out at the beginning of your administration and say, I have the best people. I will pick the best people. This is the dream team. The Democrats are the ones holding up all my appointments. And then six months down the road, they're all gone. Right. And then be like, well, not really. Well, and the, and the <laughs> like, Senate's pissed. Like, I mean, the Senate has said that— Senate. Okay, you say that, but they have to confirm whoever do, replaces yeah. the Congress. Him. Yeah, the Congress does hold all the power. They've already said multiple times, like we already have our schedule for the rest of the year, and approving a new attorney general isn't on it. Yeah. Like they are. And to be fair, they're right. Like we've got enough things to worry about in the Senate to pass. We they still want to pass. Uh, at some point before the end of this year, they want to pass an infrastructure bill, and we're apparently moving on to tax reform. Two major things, right? That I think Democrats are going to get behind them on as well. But regardless. They just don't need this added into the mix. No, they don't. don't. And it just, like, it's a constant, with the constant shifting and the constant, like, okay, Sean Spicer, I agree, made sense. It was bad timing with all of the other stuff. But, like, but Sean Spicer made sense to me um, because. Getting old. He, uh,. He wasn't – He, I talked about it last week. He was an awkward guy, right? Like, yeah. Sean Spicer was never the guy to be put in front of that Well, room. again, he started off his career by lying. Don't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. I don't – to me, that's not someone that needs to be in that position. So, I'm – again, it's weird because I don't like that his administration continually seems to be firing its own people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I agree with every single person they fired. Like, I don't like Michael Flynn. I'm glad he's gone. Right. I don't like Sean Spicer. I'm glad he's gone. I don't. I didn't th- I think that Rance Priebus was a good fit. I didn't. I'm glad he's gone. I didn't think Comey was. Like, Comey I didn't was, like Comey. Comey was the only one that, it, that to he me. He was a leaker, dude. Like, at that point, you've lost your We didn't your know that at the time. But that he, he still was. Well, he still was, but we didn't know that at the time yeah. he was fired. So you have it to just go. It just kind of proves that he wasn't the fit for that job. That's that's maybe fair. Um, but I thought the circum. The circumstances around Comey's firing were definitely out of the. If you put them all, if yeah. you put them all on the table together, the circumstances around the firing of James Comey were definitely the. Well, I mean, we we covered it. We both came to the conclusion that optics, like, if you look yeah. at optics, like it. But it when we went into fit. the facts, it was now like this I, makes sense. Now to I do fire think that if we put a future hy- hypothetical, and if uh, if Jeff Sessions goes in the near future, that will be the worst as far as optics <laughs> is concerned. Yeah, and I think again, I still agree with it. And I, I still I think understand. that that could really be the beginning yeah. of the unraveling of the Trump administration. The Senate is the Senate likes Jeff Sessions, and yeah. a, what I didn't know until this week, until this battle between. Uh, well, Trump and Twitter, apparently, because Jeff Sessions is like, I still like him, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it hurts my feelings a little bit, but I'm going to do my job. Yeah, <laughs> and, say that too. I'm still Team Trump. Right. So, uh, but I, I, I think that, w- or what I didn't know was I didn't realize how much conservatives, yeah, not just congressional conservatives, but conservatives like Jeff Sessions. Yeah. He is kind of like, the well, you also. I mean, that that soundbite said it the best. Like he is kind of the voice of that movement. That right. Got, and Lizzie Graham that, was saying like there will be hell to pay right. if he gets removed. Yeah, they're they're not there happy. There will be holy hell to pay. Not right. even just hell. And yeah, say whatever you want about that. Here's here's the problem with the, like you're watching this meltdown in the Trump administration with all of the people that were appointed, but you're also simultaneously seeing Congress um, start to like 
move away and the right start to move yeah. away from Donald Trump. You watched, and we'll get into it later, you watched John McCain fly 3,000 miles to come kill Trump's agenda. Right. That's what he did. Um, you see the, the conservative media starting to like back up away from this guy and start to like take shots. Um, I think that, I think that it, it it's not, it's been a bad couple of weeks to say the least. Yeah. Um, and these things, once they start to snowball become harder to walk well, their just, way up from. That's just the first one. So that we had all that going on with Jeff Sessions and then enter in Scaramucci, which and Everyone you, has figured out is the 80s guy from Futurama. Oh my which is god, hilarious! I had never seen 80s guy from Futurama until you texted <laughs> me, and that is like the quite possibly the the greatest thing, the greatest thing ever. So, um, if you haven't looked it up, which I'm I'm sure you have it, this I'll put point. a clip in the comments <laughs> in the in the sources. But I was gonna, I, I really, really don't like this guy. And again, this is another situation where in six months down the road, whenever he gets rid of this guy, yeah. It's going to look bad because he keeps appointing bad people right. and keeps well, making the wrong choices. And as we talked about the other day. Um, but I'll agree with it. After after you got back, like, really, Scaramucci could have been fired after six days, right? Like, he, <laughs> he drunk Giles the New Yorker and starts saying things right. that, like, I don't well, even really want to repeat with a child uh, on yeah. the other side of the room. Yeah, so. I won't repeat it. But, but to give a little context to it, so they put him in. Sean Spicer goes. They make Huckabee. Um, or what's her name? Sarah, uh, Sarah, Sarah Sanders Huckabee. Huckabee. Huckabee Sanders. She takes over for Sean Spicer and then uh, enter in Scaramucci as the director of communications. And uh, right off the bat, he's tweeting a bunch of stuff. He's Which, saying, well, that, like, hilarious. I'm going to go after the leakers. Rance Priebus is the leaker. What was hilarious was in his 35-minute press conference, Love Affair with Everything Trump, he um, – he said that, like, I'm the behind-the-scenes guy. And I said in, at the end of last week's episode, like, I just don't know. He was on the Sunday <laughs> talk shows. I don't see him being a behind-the-scenes guy. Right. I think we found out that he's not going to be a behind-the-scenes guy. Well, um, apparently Trump still likes him. So even after – so – and then he goes – he – so this is shady all around whenever it comes to the Washington Post and what happened. Apparently he calls up the Washington Post, and he's claiming – claiming very loosely that it, he said that it was off the record. He goes on to just rail against um, Steve Bannon, saying that, uh, and also Rance Priebus, calling Rance Priebus a paranoid schizophrenic, um, and saying, yeah. and then he goes on and says, to the guy that he's talking to, he's like, all right, I got to get off here because I got to go tweet some stuff to make Rance Priebus go crazy. Yeah. And then he does, like three <laughs> minutes later, he does, he drops that famous tweet, right. that goes on about telling about how possibly Rance, you know, we're going to find the leakers, hashtag Rance Priebus. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. So this guy is like the biggest d bag that you can possibly absolutely think of. like. I I already hate this guy already. He is eighties guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is. So all this happens. Show me your business plan. What is your business plan? <laughs> Rance Primus gets the message. He resigns on Thursday before anything. Like I know that they were saying on Friday that he was fired. That's not true. He was. He gave his letter right. of resignation. But you know how this goes. Yeah, he saw the writing on the wall. And um, basically was like, all right. It wouldn't be hard to believe that he was asked to resign. Yeah, it wouldn't be. And so then at that point, you know. I mean, because if you think about it, like the relationship of 
uh, Anthony Scaramucci and Reince Priebus prior to Scaramucci coming in was that Rance kept him out. Like Scaramucci was supposed to become, was supposed to get a white house job after the transition into the white house. But Rance Priebus was the one that, that said no, like he really made a name for himself during the CNN debacle. Whenever CNN was make, was basically doing fake news, which they got caught for. And they did a whole thing on how, Scaramucci was tied to all of these different things. And oh, really? Was that Scaramucci was the guy who said, "I'm going to sue you for libel," and they were like, "Okay, sorry, we fired our guys. We take it back." So that's, that's what kind right. of I, I forgot the, that that was him. Yeah, that that's what kind of moment. jetted him back up into the forefront. Mm-hmm. But first off, within the first six days, you have proven to be absolutely. First off, if I don't go for the whole forty chess thing, I think that's overused. I think that everyone picks explain. That. 40 chess is what Trump supporters mostly use, but also some uh, Democrats like to use to say that Donald Trump is actually a mastermind of the media Mm. and will step into shit just so that he deflects. You know, it's like if you're a criminal and you call in fake crimes across town so you can do the real crime. Well, let's let I I understand that. Let's say though, isn't like doesn't he kind of claim to do that throughout the campaign the in the does. way and in the way that he does his business dealings? Yeah. Like you always make an outrageous, you make an outrageous claim first, so that then you can step back to what you want, right? right? So but let's if not he, forget that Donald Trump has been caught pretending to be his own publicist named what like William Byron or whatever, <laughs> and, yeah. and like so yeah, there's some truth to it, but I think that Trump supporters overdo it. Like he'll step into shit. And they go, oh, it's all part of the plan. Well, they the problem same with, with the Scaramucci thing, where they say like, oh, he he didn't really want it off the record. He planned it, on doing it the, to get. I think the problem that liberals fall in there, and I think you probably wouldn't disagree with me, is that they jump back and forth too much between. He's an he's, idiot. He's a mastermind, <laughs> and he's a dumbass. And yeah. uh, I don't think like, and I think that you can be both. Like you can be yeah. you can be a dumbass who occasionally. Does something smart and um and not not smooth, but uh, you know, you can get away with shit. You can get away with, and and you could be the reverse. You could be an evil genius who sometimes does dumbass things. Like it, it's possible. I just think that you can't jump back and forth on every single decision. Like he can't. There, I don't know that he's that there is any type of person out there that literally every other decision they make one is insanely genius and the next one is insanely right. dumbass like it's just to me it I'm doesn't not, really happen i'm not buying that i do right. think he's a he politi- does- he's an amateur politician who makes mistakes he's a good successful businessman who makes political mistakes that's just to me that's the truth right and i don't think he's an idiot i don't think that he's playing 40 chess i don't think he know. here's how i think we define idiot differently <laughs> So, right. uh, I don't think that he's politically savvy, right? So, According I to Rance think Priebus, he's making all the right political moves, and right. <laughs> because else. Rance P- Priebus, like, uh, like Steve forget. Bannon, is trying to do something yeah. to something. I'm not going to go. It's there. ironic that read, read the, the article. Right. It's ironic that both those guys that were kind of seen as, I know you were big on President Bannon. I know other people were big on President Rance Priebus. And really? they're both just kind of gone. Yeah, I didn't think the droopy dog was running the <laughs> running the show. Um, oh, they were trying to thwart Bannon and all these things. Yeah. So at this point, 
both of those guys are basically gone. Like Bannon, Bannon isn't gone yet, but he's, he's not, basically gone. He's, he's not gotten gone all yet, of his. But you got to think like how how do you coexist now? Like because you don't. especially after Scaramucci said what he said, like you can't you can't have offices down the hall from each other anymore. Right. Like somebody has to go to the president and be like, it's either him or me. Either way, the optics don't look good because no. there's going to be another release from the White House in the next couple of weeks. It's either going to be Bannon or it's going to be Scaramucci. And my bet is as Scaramucci came in last week, it won't no. be him. And they are apparently it's Donald unbelievable. Trump defended Scaramucci and said, you know, if he, he, you know he said some things, but whatever, he's going to be fine. If he has any apologies, he needs to give it to him in person. Yeah, see, it's kind of unbelievable that there wasn't a little bit of a condemnation about those comments. Like, these yeah. are your own guys. And now, the reason You're there's the not is because... director of communication. Don't, the whole narrative is, we don't trust the media. The media's fake news, especially the Washington Post. And then you go to the Washington Post? I think it was the New Yorker. Like, was it the New I, Yorker? I'm almost positive. And then just I picked up by the Washington I, yeah, Post? Yeah, I think so. Like, I'll have to... Also, I'll look you, that up. Everyone knows in this climate you should know if you're the director of communication that you can't trust anyone in the media no. that you don't have any actual friends so even if it's someone you've known forever like don't trust them because they hate your administration right if you i know there's a lot of uh, reports saying this garamucci's actually a democrat he's been a democrat for a long time doesn't sound like it from the way he talks no and even if you had friends back back then you know like you can't trust them no don't trust them so yeah i don't know i it's just the the it, the, the problem is though and the reason that you would not not ex you shouldn't have expected the trump administration to reprimand scaramucci's comments is because trump makes them himself on twitter about <laughs> attorney general sessions or sean spicer or right. anybody else that he'd i would hate to to work for this administration and i know like i think a lot of people are starting to get that way yeah it's, it's going to be a problem yeah like because like this dude undercuts everybody yeah. so if i like this is where political careers come to <laughs> die um yeah. and i don't think that that's good and i don't see why i don't think any of them are going to be politically dead but i think okay it, but sean spicer went from working in washington to now at best being a fox contributor We'll right? see where he goes because, like I said, I, I just don't like the guy in general. So I don't think that he's going to be a big rising star or anything like that. But I don't think that this killed his chances. I mean, everyone knows that people in politics do this. Axelrod went on to do more things and, you know, other people who leave. Yeah, he's got the X files on right. CNN now. Got rid of that mustache and, yeah, it's gone now. I hate him without that mustache. <laughs> Ugh. For, for years, I've hated him without that mustache. Right. Um, if Debbie Washerman Schultz can continue working, so can anyone else in these administrations. So it's nothing is politically, you know, homicide or anything. Right. It's not, well, it all nothing depends set on how they, stone. Yeah, it the, all depends on how they handle it. The Washington, much like... Uh, much like the American public, really, has a short attention span. And yeah. they will forget about Sean Spicer telling us all how big the crowd was, <laughs> period. <Fair>. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he'll he'll get a job. Now, and, and this is the same with, like, it's Kathy Griffin will get a job after she sells her Hollywood home for half the price. She's, like, trying to get out now. <laughs> he ruined me. He ruined me. No, you Shut ruined up. you. You were never funny. No. Um, and you just reminded us all that you were never funny. You ruined my B-list career. What do I do? Right. So... Anyway, um, moving on from Scaramucci to, to well, I guess Rance Priebus, yeah, which we kind of already covered. I mean, Reince was okay. So there's the there's the idea that Reince is the leaker. Do you buy that, or do you think that that was just that that was just a move to get him out? Because it almost like, I, it doesn't strike me as his personality to be the leaker. But again, especially after either. James Comey, 
you can't trust anybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you're right. Like I mean, he, said, he he wasn't following procedure, and he was the guy who did it. I mean, and he just casually said it in that hearing. He was like, "Yeah, I did it. I'm the leaker." Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like, dun, dun, takes off the mask. Yeah, it's still him. You meddling uh, Comey, but <laughs> so so I don't know. I have no idea. I know that he was kind of pushed aside. I mean, we saw that when they they we covered it whenever Bannon and. Um, uh, Rance Peebers came out at CPAC and tried to dispel the myth that they didn't get along and that Bannon was kind of pushing Rance Priebus aside, and it didn't work. You could tell they didn't get along and right. that they were on different pages at that point. So I, it wouldn't. They didn't come to be though. No. Like they did for. I don't think. Yeah, and and uh, if we remember back from the campaign, Rance Priebus and is very good friends with Paul Ryan, and they were not on the Trump train right. at all. Like they did not like this guy. They settled with it because they had to. And ended up working for them. But again, and uh, another thing that you have to remember about Rance Priebus is him, along with uh, Paul Ryan, were the first ones to really push, hey, let's go after health care. Right. And so you got to know that, that especially once they realize it's not working, because everyone looks at Mitch McConnell and says, oh, he can't get it passed and whatnot. We still got to remember this started in the House. Right. It started with Paul Ryan. And whatever that guy's name was, I can't remember the, the dude who basically architect did it, you know, was the architect of it. And yeah, then, I don't, I don't I can't remember, remember his either. Name, but, yeah, like, he was the one who tried to push it. And, obviously, Rance Priebus, being good friends with him, was like, yes, this is the way to go. This is the thing to do. No, it's not. Right. Everyone knew that wasn't no, the No, you right never thing start with health care. Like, you should have just called TDAP, and we could have told you <laughs> straight up, like, dude. Right. Start with tax reform. Start with start with infrastructure would have been the best bet right. because you Bernie can't, Sanders is the rising star. Well, and you can't piss like if you if you piss off both sides or one side or the other with infrastructure. The like there's a lot. Yeah. I would make the argument that those people are probably being too partisan because yeah. in, unless it is actually just horrible. Like you can't make blanket statements like that. I know he could come in and be like, here's my infrastructure bill. Yeah. Let's send everybody or send I all our have... jobs to Mexico. Like that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad deal. Right. I would have um, started with tax reform and that way, cause you know, Republicans are going to pass it. You would have started off on a good foot. That's something that Republicans and a lot of even independents. Again, we've, we've talked about how many people say May- I'm socially <laughs> liberal, but I'm fiscally here's the conservative. Thing, though, and I know we'll get into it in a little bit, but we don't really know what Republicans are going to do because one they just the plan. We covered the plan. That they one were. just flew 3000 miles across the country to kill what he had been touting <laughs> for seven years. Like, yeah, but that's just John McCain. He just, he had a personal grudge against that was badass, And yeah. we'll, we'll, we're going to get into that. Yeah. We'll get but. into that. So anyway, I think too, and I don't, I'm going to do a little know. diagnosis here of the Trump administration because I am a Trump supporter and I do, want this administration to do well this is a bad week this is more than a bad week this is something that you've got to fix and the biggest thing and a a lot of the fault lies with donald trump and the way that he handles these things like first off being the online bully might make people cheer for you during the campaign it doesn't help when you're taking out your own administration the entire russia investigation has changed (laughs) narratives based on donald trump's tweets it started as russian meddling it became collusion and then find that and then it was obstruction and then because we started tweeting about comey tapes and all kinds of bs it became obstruction of justice and then i do this a lot of that has to do with with liberals just reaching for anything (laughs) and and then like they like to interpret but like it's whatever way they're going to unbelievably apparent that you've got a it's guy a you don't need you've got a guy going out and calling shit fake news but at the same time those people are just 
that like he tweets some dumb shit and then they report on the dumb shit and then right. he calls it fake news. Well, yeah, it's fake, but it originally stemmed from you and then they started reporting it. <laughs> right. Now they did now CNN obviously did get caught up in in some stories. I'm sure that they looked into right. those narratives as a result of what they were already oh, sure. hearing in the New on, York Times and Washington Post with all of their uh, so like you know, that's bad and, and nobody should nobody should defend those people like no. those people should have been fired but Donald Trump is his own worst enemy if Donald yeah. Trump put his phone away the Russian investigation <laughs> would be over the only reason people well, are they still they would still be doing it but the only reason people are still digging into this and digging so deeply is because this when he comes out and tells the New York Times that if Bob Mueller goes into my business ties then mm-hmm. that's my red line now what do you think Bob Mueller wants to look at you just <laughs> made it interesting right. why would you not want me to see that shut up right and I got an issue with the Mueller thing and all that but Regardless, it's it's basically Bill like, Clinton syndrome, where you could have just said that you were cheating on your wife. That's not illegal. But it's different from but Bill when you Clinton, lie to Congress. It's different from Bill Clinton. Than the in narrative the sense is that Bill Clinton didn't go to the media every day and go, yeah. hey, I wasn't, I wasn't having sex. Nope, penis was in my right. pants. Like, no, well, he had a press conference and he said, you know, I did not. He have had sex a press relations. conference, but he didn't go out and yeah. antagonize the story. And if people right. asked him well, about it, well, there was it, no Twitter. Like, that's how you. That's no. how you perpetuate in those days. You had press conferences, right? But he wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Donald Trump goes out and tells the world. Yeah. He brings up Russia and then wonders why we're talking about Russia. His base loves it, and again, that's fine. But, but his base is weakening. You're not watching. As, not as much. You're as watching you his. The, you're watching people that have a bad taste in their mouth yeah. over Jeff Sessions. And you can you watched you can, his base approval went from 96 two weeks ago to 86 percent of his base uh, as of like said, Saturday. Just a few days week. ago, I saw the 96. So I don't. I, I don't know what what poll it is that you that you looked at. I was looking at Gallup. So that's where I got I, mine from. I honestly don't know yeah. what, which poll I was looking so at. I, so I think from everything I see, he's, he's retaining people. But again, you need to branch out and you need to – I think that the economy is going to do a lot for it, for him branching out and everything. But again, these are problems you don't need. Right. And attacking your own administration is not a good way to, to, to no, do things. not like at all. You should – because according to, to Donald Trump, he had the best administration. We got right. the best people working for us and all this. Yeah, we're going to drain second, the swamp. Yeah, second point, I don't think that he needs to – I don't think like some people that his doing Twitter is terrible – if he directs it in the right way. If he directs it in the way that Barack Obama does and but says, doing everything- John McCain's a hero. Beat cancer, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how you use Twitter as a politician. But when you get in front of it, and like I said, when it comes to the transgender thing, where he jumped ahead of it before even talking to the people who are going to have, he's going to have to go through to right. do it. He can still do it, but he's going to have to go through people. Right. Like, you need to just not stop jumping the gun and doing things. Right. So that's bad. Uh, he, there's just a lot right now that he needs to figure out. And the other thing that Donald Trump administration needs to get on lockdown is drop the loyalty bit because that doesn't work no in in politics it doesn't work for administrations we don't well, want people fact, who it, are loyal to you it, we right. want people who are right it for does the job. The, it does the reverse of working it, yeah. it completely it backfires shady. yes it does like anthony scary washington schultz is loyal to hillary clinton that turns into a bad thing right we don't yeah. need that exactly so, so no i completely agree with you obviously there's, there's still things that the trump administration is doing which i support uh, and and things like that, but fix your shit, dude. Because <laughs> yeah, this because, is a bad week, and it's just showing the uglier side of well. Every every politician has flaws. You just gotta. The problem is that I'm, Donald Trump doesn't recognize I'm telling his you flaws. Right now, if and, you give people like Lindsey Graham and Ben Sass and Republicans who don't like you 
uh, enough opportunities, then after they get reelected next year, then you'll start to really see how they they can hurt. Everyone likes their own congressman. They will get reelected. They will get reelected. And if you piss them off or if you do enough, like the fact of the matter is if John McCain showed us anything, it's that you need friends in Washington to get stuff done. Yeah. So (laughs) if, and they will fight brain cancer to shut you down. Right. You need these guys. (laughs) Right. So, you know, if like, and we've talked about it and we'll go into it another time. Cause I know we're, yeah, getting, we're running like 40 we're minutes getting long on this segment, but we, um, but I really do think that if Jeff Sessions goes, or if he keeps, if he keeps poking the bear, which is Congress, oh. uh, over and over and over again, I could see a scenario where they're like, you know what? Our election, our midterms are over. Let's finish with Mike Pence and call it a, call it a cycle. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a very poor choice because again, in Congress, they have very short memories. It wasn't that long ago that everyone was trying to abandon Trump because he couldn't possibly win. And then everyone who supported him swept in, the, yeah, but in Congress he, and right, he ended up winning. But here's the thing too, that like now every, it, he was supposed to be taken out by every single comment, every that. single thing. And it but never they also, happened. But they also, if we're looking at the campaign, they didn't attack him until it was way too late. So they did. Whenever they, they did the Mexican thing with the lawyer, they attacked they, him. When they did the grabbing the already vagina, already knocked people him. out before anybody challenged him. Yeah, well, they were challenging the whole time. Marco Rubio was, and, and like I said, once the campaign, Nikki got Haley deep, remember during there, the State of the Union were, rebuttal brought him up. There were and seventeen him. candidates. Yeah, there were five when he started getting attacked. <laughs> <laughs> so they waited for a year to. The too, very first they waited question a year in the debate long. was to fuck Donald Trump. I mean, like I said, they were going after him from the beginning. Everybody was the media and and, and everything. It didn't work. So I think that if if they're doing it in Congress now, where they're trying to back away, but they don't have to even do that. Now. You can criticize. There's no people. There's no yeah. American public that gets to make that decision. So if they win re-election and they decide Pence we're out. we're sick of this clown yeah. over here and we're tired of sweeping but they're not going to win with Pence. Uh, that, you no, know, but they're like not going running... to win with Trump. Uh, we'll see. We'll like, see. Let's get, I've heard you say that let's at get, least 80 times. Yeah, I've heard both of us say we'll see 80 times well, on we'll this show. Well, we'll see is what actually happens. <laughs> um, yeah, but you saying Donald Trump won't win or he, this is going to hurt him. This I understand is that, That's but let's, let's see what happens when Hillary Clinton's not the not the other option. Yeah, So yeah, it's true. Um, so we'll see. Well, the decision uh, took many people by surprise here in Washington, many people at the Pentagon by surprise. Uh, It came via Twitter this morning, uh, the president tweeting, after consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow dot, dot, dot. And then there was a pause in the tweets for a little while then came this transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the u.s military our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail thank you our problem is that for seven years we've been telling folks what we're against and what we're opposed to and then we've had seven months to govern and the best we can come up with is a skinny plan on 24 hours notice uh, we got to get better at telling people what we believe why we believe it and then persuading them that it's right for the country we've had plenty of time to do it we set unrealistic expectations and then we never meet them which leads to anger and frustration it's a complicated issue but it's always been we've had seven years to figure it out and the best we came up with was something called skinny Right. And let me ask you, where do you go from here? I know it's just sinking in. It's only been about six hours. 
but should you just move on or go back? No, we got to go back. Russia retaliates, just ordering U.S. diplomats, some of them, to leave Moscow and demanding that U.S. vacate two properties. All of this is in direct response to a new Russian sanctions bill that is sitting on the president's desk waiting for him to sign it. Uh, will he sign it, though? Because this was overwhelmingly passed by the Senate last night, but it does ultimately take away power from the president. The U.S. will now have to limit the number of diplomatic staff that are in Russia to the same number that Russia is allowed, just over 400. All right. So let's get into the rest of the week now. Um, okay. I guess we'll go ahead and start with what was a big story for two days of the week, um, <laughs> which was the uh, the transgender ban that I am still not like I'm still a little confused as to whether Trump thought that the policy would change as a result of his tweet. Um, Twitter is law. Everyone knows that. Right. But that's not how it works. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, what, what do you, what do you think about that? So obviously let, let's go into what he, he came out on Twitter. It was about a three tweet long mm-hmm. proclamation saying that the administration would be going forward and uh, banning transgenders from all capacity of serving in the military um and he, he basically brought it up in that tweet that the reasoning behind it was for financial reasons mm-hmm. and he kind of just left it there and which was like it's not a valid argument no it's not and no. it was pretty much torn apart immediately by basically everybody right like it was it was kind of ridiculous um now i did see a lot of other people that were coming up with better arguments than that uh, and it's kind of a hot – I haven't seen – I know there was a – the usual suspects on the left we saw that were beyond outrage and everything was, was terrible. And then we right. saw the usual suspects on the right where this is the greatest thing ever. Keep like, it in the closet. Yeah. I was really disappointed by – because I follow Milo Yiannopoulos even though I don't really – like I said, there's about 50% of his stuff I agree with. And, and I see Milo Yiannopoulos as a result of you following him, <laughs> which is a right. bummer to me. Right. And – but – even if I agree with 50% of what he says, I only agree with his the way that his tactics like 10% of the time. Mm. He has bad tactics. And I was really uh, disappointed with just how many people on there were just cheering, basically just being mean. Like yeah. They were just like, they were cheering just because, haha, they're transgender and now they can't do this. Ha ha ha. Which is a douchebag thing to do. Don't do that. Yeah. I saw is. the same thing with, with Milo with uh, when it came to Muslims or something. It was like, oh, gay Muslims, you can't have that. I'm like, dude, you're a gay Christian. Right. It's the same thing. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> they don't even exist. But so when it came to the, the actual thing, my personal stance on it, I figure we could just go into our personal stances. Cause yeah, that's, that's fine. really what this is going to come down to. If he decides to do this, he can do it. Like, they're going to have to go through. Um, yeah, he took the military by surprise by, by doing it. And, and they came like, out and kind of had to clean it up and say, we're not implementing anything yet. Conservative gotta... media has been, uh, has been misinforming people all week. All, all week. I've heard oh, imagine that. this, this <laughs> argument on conservative radio that, the, that this was a decision that the Pentagon made. No, they didn't. No, this was a tweet from the president that yeah, that just caught met everybody off guard. Yeah, talked to them and then decided. But when to did make he meet with them? Because the way that that well, was he's stated, the commander in chief. I know, sure but what, no, them. but the, hear me out. The way that that was 
that that read to me was I talked to some generals sometime in the last two years. Yeah, like, and that's how I took it. Based on their based on their reaction to it, that's I, I am led more t- down that path of yeah. believing that because. They didn't know he was going to do it, so it wasn't a recent talk. It wasn't no. like these guys like had lunch on on Monday and then this was announced on Wednesday. They didn't know, and as a result of that, it came out immediately within 24 hours. They're like, "We're not implementing anything. Right, everything until is we going get... fine. We have to get the direct orders from, I guess, the Pentagon or whoever it has to go through." Um, now, the, the the thing, the reason that when the we Department of Defense, the reason when DOD. we start, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, um, the reason that. When we started off, we said that the the argument about cost isn't valid is because it's just simply not. Statistically, it's not. If you look at the amount of transgender people that are serving in the military, it's like, what, 1,600 or something yeah, like and that? Yeah, I've heard a lot of, of liberals lying about this and saying it's 16,000. It is not. It is 1,600. Right. And now, you, there is an argument that can be made. There's people in the closet, and they're not coming out yeah. and saying it. And so there's just that many that are, are, but are the said president, But the president also— um, when he because he gave some statistics on how much it would cost or whatever yeah and i can't remember which article he was referencing it was um man i had it the other day but basically he was taking the high end of so so all politicians do that they take the high end right so he was basically figuring that each each transition surgery which we're not saying that you should do this and we'll get into that in a second but Looking at it statistically on the on the financial argument basis, um, if you even at one hundred and twenty thousand dollars per surgery, which is what his numbers do, um, I tend to believe that's a big surgery. It's not though. The average costs between twenty and fifty thousand dollars, so less than half of yeah. the. So if you look at the number he cited, you got to figure. Maybe not cut it totally in half because you got to figure some people will be on the high end, some people will be on the yeah. low end, but it's definitely not near the numbers that the administration were giving. And if it was, we could afford it. So, yeah, I I'm mean, not saying that we should do it. I don't think the military should pay for, for transition surgery. Well, to I, play devil's advocate there, the military does ping. take care. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> The military does take care of medical expenses through the VA for its veterans. And this is a. a medical procedure it's an elective surgery yes yes and i think that's where they kind of can use the argument that they don't have to pay for it because is it like because here's the thing it's different if the if they insure veterans health like Mm -hmm. their you know body parts and lungs whatever like health insurance does yeah (laughs) um it's different from buying implants for a female soldier yeah like they're gonna say they just can't get bigger boobies because they really really like that's that's cosmetic that's yeah. elective. You can't. We're not giving you a nose job, but we will give now, you a if you transplant. Now, your face gets blown off in war, and then we'll you want to you reconstruct a, right, it. <laughs> we will reconstruct that. That's a little bit different. Yes, I get that. But so I'm not saying that we should be paying for for transition surgery. I don't think that we should be. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that's an an elective, and if. And I think that if you're a transgender person and you are serving in the military, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Thank you for your service. But I would, if I was that person, I would make, I would go into that position, knowing that I can't do anything yeah. until after I'm until after I'm done serving. Right. Here. And the biggest thing I've heard a couple arguments. I'll put out where I fall on it first. Okay. So basically, the way I see it is. 
I don't think anybody should not be able, be allowed to serve, regardless of any re- other than. And I understand that when I'm saying that there are a ton of reasons why people can't serve. Right. Like if you have asthma, like if you're narcoleptic, and I, you think, have, I think <laughs> trans, if you have any type of mental illness. And I think that's where a big issue falls into Because correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the definition of transgender and, and that is called gender dysphoria, which is still classified as a mental illness. Right. But you can debate whether or not that's right or wrong. Yeah, Be- you can, but I'm saying in blank ben- semantics and looking at it by the book in Ben Carson's world, homosexuality can just, I felt is, it. It was this part of the brain. I held it in my hand. <laughs> right. So, you know, like I, I don't think that that, I don't think that's necessarily the best argument. What I do think the best argument is, it, and I think the the most valid argument in the whole conversation that we've had over the last week as a as a society, it, it, that I've heard anyway, is that if somebody is in the middle of transitioning. Now, yeah. to me, where I fall personally on this, I, I kind of use this argument a little bit, but but the argument here is that if somebody's in the middle of transitioning, they have to have medicine every day, like a lot they of do. medicine every and day. Hormones and everything else. They have and to be doing that. You can't serve in the military if you're diabetic because if you're in a military situation that puts you somewhere for a week or two weeks or a month or you become a five-year POW like John McCain and you don't have insulin yeah. – that's going to affect you, and that's going to going to affect the people around you right. that rely on you um, as it military combat do. readiness. Right. So I think somebody that's in the middle of transitioning that has to take medicine every day, like we shouldn't make any. There should be no special treatment. If yeah. I can't, if I can't take Zoloft and be in the military because I need that on a daily basis, then I would think hormones and anything else would be, fungus cream. Like yeah. if you need it every day and you can't have and you can't have it. Then, That's why they tell you change your socks, <laughs> right? T- then you know you have to you have to remove yourself from that, at least temporarily. If we're right. talking about fungus, um, <laughs> <laughs> but trench foot, it's it, real. You know, somebody out there is like he just compared LBGTs to, to, to fungus. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I think that that's a valid argument. I yeah, I, I think that well, I've seen a lot of now, servicemen also bring up the fact that. They say that, yes, combat readiness, and the, the big thing that they bring up is that the military is not a right. You don't have the right to serve in the military. You can volunteer to serve in the military. You can be drafted into the military, but it's not a born right. You don't right. have— Right. Oh, yeah. I don't—no, I, I completely agree with yeah. you. I mean, to Now me, you have to bring in that, okay, it's not a right, but is this discrimination? Right. And that's a big issue. I mean, it's the same thing as any job, right? Yeah. You don't have a right to, to, have a to work for uh, Trump Industries or whatever. <laughs> but, but also, your company doesn't have the right to just be like, yeah, you're kind of gross to look at, so I don't want to Right, <laughs> exactly. fire you. So, um, so, Unless but, you're a model, but I guess. Here's where, here's where I'm going to piss off some military friends of ours, um, and I apologize. This is just – I'm. This doesn't is, mean it. This is my personal <laughs> feeling, um, and I and I know it's kind of like Not a lot of feelings. It's kind of like the the bright sunny way of looking at this. I mm-hmm. I understand that, but I I don't like the argument of unit cohesion. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are tons of military people that will battle me on that, and they will That's probably the one I hear have the most from much, people in the military. They say that no, they have much better experience than I. Yeah. So like I'm coming from a point of of no experience, admittedly. But here here's my argument. I played Call of Duty. Here's my <laughs> argument on what you just and now people are losing their minds oh about my that. God. <laughs> um, Respawn. You, so um 
but but here's here's my issue with unit cohesion. If first of all, here's my personal feeling. You know my personal feeling now on uh, if you're transitioning and yeah. you're in the military. And I agree. If you have transitioned before you enter the military, I don't have a problem with that. No. If, if you used to have something that you no longer have, or you're no longer taking the, the thing hormones. too that we need to re- remember because we're not part of the community and so it's easy for us to not know what the thought process of the community is transitioning at least as studies have shown means something different to each individual so some one person's transition can simply be changing their name from steve to sarah and they're happy you if you acknowledge that she is sarah now then that's it. Like right. it's over. That's the transition. That one costs zero dollars, um, <laughs> or like right. thirty bucks for those documents. Nay, yeah, nay, um, nay. you know. And then there are some people that that take hormones and then stop. And then there are some people that do hold the full on reconstructive surgery. So you have to be careful when you're talking about this issue because it means something different to each person that is involved right. with this issue. From in my scenario, if somebody has transitioned, whether that means Steve is now being called Sarah or that person has is done taking hair hormones and this is where they're going to be now, like whatever stage they're in mm-hmm. is where they're going to be or whether they've had reconstructive surgery. If they're done with the daily medication and they want to serve and fight for me to have a show in this country, then and they can pass all the physical requirements, then I don't have an issue with that person being there. And when somebody says unit cohesion to me in that scenario, my thought is if you're worried about the fact that that chick used to have a penis, it might be (laughs) your issue and not their issue that's a problem. Stop thinking you might be gay. And being afraid <laughs> oh, of that, and and, and and you know, just shoot here's your gun, where I come bro. down. Here's where I come down on so that, much anger right now. Uh, at yeah, me. Like, and here's I where I, here's where I come down on that. There's there's two things, um, and I know there's a lot of people who have that sentiment. And admittedly, like I said personally, I think that they just should be able to. I also can't come at it naive enough to feel that I know. No, I don't. And, and, and that's why yeah, I started I like by generals, saying, like, I don't know. And if and that's something it, they also have to think about. Let's say that, you know, oh, it's weirding out all the other troops and, and all that. That's wrong. But that's still a fact. So, or not a fact. But you know what I'm saying? If it is it, happening, then that's what's happening. Right. And you have to handle it. Yeah. And if it's causing a disruption and now your troops aren't as ready – and it'd be really great in a rainbow, sunshiny world where they would just everyone would accept everyone, mm-hmm. but they don't. Right. And no, I understand. I, I do understand. To, first and foremost, the military is a fighting force. And if it's hindered in any way, generals have an obligation to fix it in whichever way that, that they're going to see. So, again, personally, I think they should be allowed to serve. But this is one where I just have to step back and go, I'm not making that decision. Yeah. If someone else is going to make – there's lots of – service isn't a right. There's lots of reasons why other people get denied. And I don't think that it makes generals horrible people. It's their job to assess the situation and come up with a conclusion. And yeah. I don't think that Donald Trump's a terrible person for making that decision. I think he was dumb by not handling it the right way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, again, so, so I can't – I feel like that at the end of – at the end of – after four years of the show, that might be one of the most uttered sentences on right. the program. I agree with I, what you're doing. You did it in a dumb way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and and I goes, don't agree with what he's doing Hashtag not here. political savvy. <laughs> not politically savvy. I don't agree with what he's doing. I just I have to be honest with myself and say, I don't know. 
I don't know what the right answer yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know either. I and again, and hopefully when you know, in in this little short conversation that we've had about it, we we made perfectly clear that this is how I, that this is how we personally feel from our perspective as people who do not know. Right. I'm not telling the military what you should do. I'm yeah. not telling soldiers how you should feel. What I'm saying is as a guy who's never ever put myself in the position that you are willing to put yourself in, this is how I feel from the outside. And admittedly, I don't yeah. know. So now another good point to bring up also is the Desmond Dawes situation that happened back in World War II, which Mel Gibson made a great movie, Hacksaw Ridge, about. He hates Jews, so I he don't watch a, his stuff. He, <laughs> he was a conscientious objector, would not touch a gun, and the military wanted him gone, and his whole unit wanted him gone. And he fought it. I feel like that's what he probably says about Jews, too. I'm conscientious (laughs) objector. I'm constantly objecting. They fought it, and he fought back and was able to stay in the military and ended up saving 75 people without ever touching a gun. So we could be – the generals could be wrong here. And who knows? They might – but – liberals tend to do that and conservatives tend to do that where they look at one individual case and they say well that's the whole thing and right no it's not no it, it might not be for as many you know so who knows there, if we ban yeah. them there could be one that could go on to do something heroic and play a pivotal part that doesn't end up happening right. or it could mean nothing right we just don't know we don't <laughs> so anyway i think that's mo- our take <laughs> yeah moving on we'll uh go into <laughs> what i've referenced already a couple times on the episode um John McCain literally flew across the country just to stick it. Caesar McCain to, has, oh my has God. ruled. Stone Cold McCain. That was if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the <laughs> WWE version of that tape, watch that. He totally great. did that Caesar thing too, where he 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 lingered like this for I like did five notice. seconds, and he was like. Hell no. Nah. And I did watch it. <laughs> I did watch it again last night, and I did notice that, like, as he turns, he does see Mitch McConnell. He's, He's like, like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Let's bring everyone up to speed on what actually happened. So, basically, everyone knows that we were going, or at least if you watch the, the show here, mm-hmm. you know that the American Health Care Act is the Republican version of repeal and replace. They originally weren't going to be able to have enough votes to bring it to the floor to even debate it. Right. And McCain, a week previous to this all going down, was diagnosed with brain cancer, a very aggressive form of brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of uncertainty. Of They basically looked like it was just dead in the water. Right. So then he comes back, and he breathes life into it. Yes. And he says, I'm going to come back, and he voted uh, yes, which put it to 50-50. After, after he, though, only after he got up on the Senate floor and, like, chastised the entire thing. The and left the, and the right and, and the whole here's the institution. Thing, though, like, there's a lot, I've heard a lot of conservatives on the radio that were pissed that he got up and chastised the media. Go it was figure they was all things that needed to be figure they'd be mad about that. Yeah. But um, I don't agree with John McCain on almost anything, but I agree with him on that. It was tough love. Yeah. Like, this it, is something he was like, listen, this is an important and sacred office that we hold. Right. We need to do better. Well, and his line was perfect and very poetic that yeah. our our dysfunction is their livelihood. Like don't yeah. <laughs> don't let these True. pundits and don't let, you know, the, this partisanship stop us from doing our job. This is why we are here. Right. Um, and he and he went on to to criticize in a not so subtle way the way that I, I mean he didn't call McConnell out by name, but he said like, look, we didn't we didn't <laughs> ask a single Democrat 
to be a part of this process. Yeah. Now, to be fair, they wouldn't have done no, it. No, anyway. they wouldn't have. And and we've seen we know how the obstruction game works. We get yeah, it. We but, saw that for five years. But with, uh, for healthcare, and you and I have said it on the show a hundred times that like you kind of have to have bipartisanship because if you, you do, have to, somebody is going to get screwed. Either they like, have to have a massive majority from the people. Uh, the people have to say we like this side more than the other right. a lot. And then just elect them, and then you're good to go. Yeah. But that doesn't so, happen usually. So McCain, against doctor's orders, flew across from Arizona back to Washington, um, and he— uh, He kept the bill alive. He voted— Ten he voted, days after surgery. Or he didn't keep it alive. He, he brought it to the floor by a 50—it was a 50-50 uh, vote, and then Mike Pence— ruled in favor of it right so and this was basically because the senate couldn't get their own health care bill passed so they Mm -hmm. were basically saying we're going to bring the house's bill to the floor now Mm -hmm. and we're going to then amend it and do whatever yeah so that's what they voted on i guess on like tuesday or whatever at this point republicans are cheering for john mccain and you just beat brain cancer to (laughs) repeal obamacare democrats simultaneous were calling for the brain cancer to eat him to death that's not true that is totally true listen to last week's episode that's not not every democrat was not every democrat but a lot of these hiring democrats and there and there were a lot of republicans there were a lot of republicans too that were there was the point they were still happy with him there was a republican uh congress or not congresswoman a republican official um she came out and said as he was having the tumor removed, like, I hope he dies as a result of this. And there were a lot of Republicans online. I did a whole segment on it yeah. last week about how mean and just, like, how volatile the comment section. Like, this dude had cancer. Right. Chill out. Like, I think we can agree that the, the consensus from conservatives, while there was probably some outliers, oh, yeah, was, was positive, and the consensus from Democrats were go die. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I will not agree with you that it was go die, but I will. Negative. That they were like, oh, I It can't was wait. very much like. Yeah. I know that because I had heard the statement too that like uh, how unbelievable is it that healthcare is being held up by a guy with unbelievable healthcare? Um, <laughs> yeah, you heard a lot of those things, which are fair. It's, so it's a fair thing to say. That, you know, uh, hey, he does have the best healthcare now because they, they anticipated he was going to vote against it. So he gets there, I guess Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, and he he votes to get it to the floor. So then the, they're doing all night session. All, like it's going to be. Thursday into Friday. Thursday into Friday, they're like, we're and hunkering down. We're going to do it. We're going to get gonna... all these amendments. We're going to get the yeah. Rand Pauls and the Ted Cruz's on on board together. And they did yeah. until 2 a.m. when John McCain walked up and cast what was one of the final votes. It wasn't the yeah. final vote, but it was the most important vote. It's because done now. we already knew Susan Collins and who was the other? Um, uh, I can't remember. Some other. Uh, it was from like Maine and Alaska. Yeah. Um, we knew that they weren't going to they weren't going to vote for it. But John McCain in amazingly epic fashion like that was completely to make a statement there is no well, other reason because as it was going up to it like Demo- republicans really thought he was going to go for it and then all of a sudden you see mitch mcconnell taking him outside and yeah. talking and then he comes back and mcconnell looks upset and then you have other senators you have mike pence coming up because he showed up because yeah. he was anticipating to be the decider right he brought uh john mccain aside and again you don't see him and, and so you start to realize I don't think he's going to vote for it. Right. And then, sure enough, he comes up, 
and just like old Yeller style. I mean, he he brings old Yeller back just to walk it to ba- around the barn and shoot it in the back of the head. Oh my God! It it was spoiler alert. Come with for me, boy. Come anybody me. who hasn't caught up on old Yeller, <laughs> right? Um, it doesn't end well, right? Um, and yeah, and then he had his Caesar moment where he did the thing, and then oh, bam. it was it. Buzzfeed, I don't normally agree with or or do things, but they did a beautiful breakdown of it where you see there is so much going on at this moment, where right? And there were gasps like the <laughs> the chamber you could hear gasps in well, the one chamber thing I was weird was that whenever they started cheering for it because uh, Elizabeth Warren couldn't help herself she started cheering yeah. and a few other people and Chuck Schumer quickly shut it down which I don't know why he would like if you watch Chuck Schumer real quick he goes because well, no I'll tell you why right now because Democrats don't because Democrats don't want to own this again and if they <laughs> get excited about the fact that this and then fails implodes and more, then it and, implodes yeah. then Democrats have to do it right now. The, uh, Democrats are probably a little bit upset that they didn't get something done because yeah. the, all Democrats need is the Republicans to do anything with health care, and then they can cry sabotage. Right. Well, it wasn't imploding well, until Republicans I, killed it. I've been watching a lot of MSNBC, and I have to applaud a lot of the Democrats that were on there, and I think that that's exactly why, where they came up and said, okay, now that this hasn't worked, we need to fix Obamacare because yeah. I think Chuck Schumer too. I think Chuck Schumer too learned a lesson from crying. W- no, well, yeah, <laughs> learned a lesson from when the House of Representatives sang their like literally broke out in song. Yeah, um, and, and you know taunted the Republicans who had just sent the that bill over to the Senate because they because Nancy Pelosi and Ilk were. We're ch- we're literally singing. Yeah. Na 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 na. Bye bye. I'm not gonna sing on this show. That I do that on another project. Hey, hey. Um. <laughs> but the you know they. So I think that Chuck Schumer probably learned from that. We don't want to be those guys. And so I thought that his response was actually pretty good because Mitch McConnell yeah. said, "I'm I'm sure that the other that the our folks our friends on the other side of the room are cheering right now." And then Chuck Schumer was quick to be like, "We're not cheering." Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, because now, right now, it's still Obamacare and mm-hmm. things aren't good. So no, they, I mean you can sit there and say, "Yeah, wahoo!" The Republicans failed, and they did. This is still failing too, right? And so to instead me, of the Republicans it, owning this bad bill, now it's still the Democrats. Well, owning it, it. and it puts Democrats in a weird position because, like, part of me, the 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 politically savvy part of me wants things that are politically good for my side yeah. or bad for but the other the long side. Game, right? This is politically good for my uh, side, right? So my so so partially like so what I'm thinking in, on Thursday night as this is all going down is. Like part of me hopes that this passes because if it does, Republicans completely own this and have to eat this. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, Republicans still have to own and eat the fact that they couldn't do what they promised to do, and they couldn't do it even after they have complete control of the entire government. <laughs> to be so, fair to Republicans, this was a bad bill. They just fucked up to begin with. It they was shouldn't a bad have bill. brought this up, and then once they realized that there was so much animosity towards it, they should have killed it. But it's and gonna be hard it. to sell that to their constituents. Though. And again, we've talked at length about this, where there's a split in the. 
Republican Party where they just can't agree on if health care is a right or not. Right. And, they, and so you're not going to pass anything because you've got – you need every Republican and 50 of them. That goes that for this. the base too. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you, listen to, with cons- Republicans if you listen to conservative radio and you listen to these callers, half of them are like, dude, it's 2017. This is, this is where we need to We're be. We're the richest country in the world and the only first world right. country that does not and offer health care. People shouldn't die from a common And cold. then the other half are the government needs to get out of my health care. This isn't a yeah. right. You don't give you offer me renters insurance or car insurance and blah 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 and like that's the that's the argument there. Right. So, um, but I think what this I think so I think Democrats were kind of in an awkward position Thursday night because part of you wants to not have to own this anymore at all. <laughs> Another part of you is disappointed that John McCain did vote. So you're disappointed that John McCain voted the way that he did. If you want, if you're looking at the political. Right repercussions, but you're also kind of happy that John McCain did what he did. If you're looking at the political repercussions, because it's literally a message to Donald Trump. He he fought brain cancer to show up and be like, "Hey, remember when you said you like people who didn't get caught? Well, I like people who can pass bills, right? That can get no. their agenda done." Um, yeah. and, I thought there was a bad. Shut it down. And I don't know. I haven't heard all of McCain's arguments on why he did it. To me, it seemed very petty. It he seemed did, like he there was is an article just doing it. He did do an interview where he said, though, and I haven't read it yet. I saw it floating on my news feed the other yeah. day, and I saved it, but I haven't gotten around to I it. I commend him for doing because that's the thing that we got to understand. Like The leadership roles in Congress routinely don't let things that they don't like get to a vote. Right. And that's the point of Congress is to let there be votes and then see where it falls. So I commend uh, McCain for doing doing the right thing with bringing it to a vote of course this is something we should be voting on right and if it goes a different way then it should go a different way yeah and that's what exactly what happened so yeah you know i know i think i think it was good that he did it i think that you couldn't have done it more epically if you tried <laughs> and i think what a way to because you know he's probably going to retire Mafioso soon mccain, or he's not like McCain, here's uh, my McConnell. legacy i'm gonna i'm gonna stick the knife in the side of the trump agenda before right. i get out of here and, and right so, and i think he did that and I think he sent a message. I also think, again, too. He says uh, he's staying on. He's going to be fighting brain cancer while still serving. I don't. Th- we'll That's see how long that goes. Eventually, it, you've got brain cancer. It is literally right. in your brain. I mean, like, it's, at some like, point you can't... it's like Reagan serving with Alzheimer's, yeah. right? Like. We sh- that's not good. We shouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. No offense to people who right, have Alzheimer's or no people who have Alzheimer's, but like, this is a country we're talking about. Yeah. This isn't like this is not a sports. Now, team. right now, again, and I don't know the sports teams. Would you play with Alzheimer's <laughs> right, either? Right. If I'm getting real ignorant, so. right? Well, it's true. You don't want people to be in a position where they can fatigue themselves or hurt themselves uh, or, or exacerbate or, their conditions. Or if in this case others the country yeah um and, and, I, and i'm not saying that john mccain's a danger i'm just saying we have to be we realistic all did, yeah we all did see his moment during the questioning of of that and we all kind of saw like what's going on there. right yeah i think we have the answer yeah i think so, so too yeah, eventually so, i know he wants to stay on eventually i think he's gonna have to step down but i think i think he just cemented his legacy as yeah as a guy who and what's what's so ironic about it is that like he was the one who battled Obama for the presidency yeah. and then saved Obamacare at 2 a.m. one night. It's just <laughs> Romney care. No big deal. Like, <laughs> un- unbelievable. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think we'll, we'll move, move on. on to the, um, the Russia thing? sanctions uh, oh, yeah. and Iran sanctions. And what was the other one? North Korea? Right. Um, the, 
How's that Russian narrative go again? Yeah, right. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Check Donald Trump's Twitters. Tw- Twitter. Um, I think that if uh, – so anyway, what happened here was that Congress overwhelmingly passed right. um, um, sanctions. New sanctions against Russia. Against Russia, North Korea, and Iran. And in doing that, in the wording of the bills, they limited Donald Trump's um, ability to be able to do anything about those. Yeah. Um, now he they, can they've also it. it'll go right back and get passed. Yeah, like they have because the support. they can they can override it yeah, and they, they will. They have the support to override it. And I don't do. think that he will veto it because I think that's bad optics. I think I that th- looks bad. I think bad. he should. You think he should veto it? I think it? he should veto it because you know how I feel about the whole thing. I don't know what our obsession is with making Russia an enemy, but oh yeah, I thought it already was, but, but yeah, they're not. That's right. <laughs> but Mitch keeps trying to convince us that they're not. Not nah, we don't want Russia as an enemy. We just don't. But for some reason, the Congress is just hell bent on making that a, a reality. So then the Kremlin responded. They did the same thing that Obama did, mm-hmm. and Which said, I'm kind of surprised it took this long. Like, I, I'm well, they were sur- trying to to play ball with the with the administration and with the America really because it's not really the administration that's that's been hard on them. It's been Congress. Well, of and, course. Why would the administration be hard on them? Because they got elected by him. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Mitch said it, not me. You heard it here first. <laughs> but, no, so they decided to tell the ambassadors and whatnot, you'll pack your bags. I can't remember how many, but they, uh, said, uh, they said that they had to... 20 or so or something. No, no, no. Not at all. No? It's like 713 or something like that. Dang. Because they have to... Now, what they've done is they've kicked out... They basically told America, you're only allowed to have as many diplomats here as we have there, which is like 400 and something. Right, right now, we have 1,200 uh, diplomats in Russia. So that's like 700 plus that we that have to come back yeah. now. And it depends on... like you would. Think- I didn't agree with Obama when he did it. So like now it, just, it shows how these things escalate. Yeah. And, it know, does. And like I said, they're supposed to be our ally. And no, they're not. They're our yes, adversary. They're, they're not. Which is <laughs> the only person in the country calling them an ally. No, like there's <laughs> other people who are doing it too. It's just Congress is. Oh, other wrong people? To. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, With all that evidence you guys have. But again, that's completely a different topic. Well, show me the evidence that they're an adversary. Show you the evidence that they're an adversary. Yeah. Okay, they hacked a, in a. We'll go go ask Ronald Reagan why they're an adversary, why they've yeah. been an adversary for he, every single reset, and and ask yourself last and, and, year why they were an adversary yeah. when Donald Trump or when Barack Obama wanted to give them more. Give, Here's he the reason why we room. think they're an adversary is because they took back Crimea, and that we don't like that. So then, as soon as that happened, we decided to start smacking them with sanctions. And, and they things, and their friends again, with North Korea, they're friends with Syria, they're mm-hmm. friends with. Every bad guy that we, we don't like, yeah. they're an adversary. We our geopolitical, uh, our geopolitical um, goals are not the same, and they would you butt like to heads. See them, yeah, would you like to see them move towards? Do you more think that you're going to move Putin? Yes, I do, because I think Russia does no, what's right for Russia, and right now America is an adversary to Russia. I'll give you that. That yes, they are. We are geopolitical. We butt heads geopolitically. But if we stop butting heads, I think that we could be good allies. Yeah, I don't think you'd do that by having um, meetings about adoption, air quotes. Um, <laughs> From not with, the Russian government. With the Trump administration. Yeah, so, again, that was a Russian. That wasn't the Russian government. There is a massive chasm of a difference. Nah, they're all part of the government. <laughs> so, and that's the problem. That's the problem. We have this, this new mentality in America that if you're Russian, you're bad. And it's not true. 
and they've never been uh, our adversary. Geopolitically, we butt heads right now. Yeah, we do. The Red Skull, dude. But again, <laughs> but the Red, Red Skull, Skull. Is a Nazi. But <laughs> oh, see, damn it. Well, you can but, see that I never read Captain America because he's a pansy. No. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing is that yeah, Batman could kick Captain America's ass so hard. We call we were friends with Bashar al-Assad. Joe Biden and, and Obama called him a great reformer. Yeah, that those reforms into chemical weapons. But <laughs> right, like, we butt heads now, but we normally do not. And in every single war that we fought, they have been on our side, excluding the the part where never um, because they Stalin have to on be side. on our side because up no, until no. up until like yesterday they 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 were economically like horribly off um uh, well again they're, they're recovering economically but not by any help from us so why would they help us out now if we can get on the same page why would they help us out because if they want things done america has to come to their aid we fight wars no, we next to each other we're not as ever since obama we're not as powerful as, as people as he used to be that's okay that's fine so, i give you that obama had a horrible foreign policy yeah now that um, trump is re- reclaiming but American i don't think strength. trying to like trying to make a, an adversary like Putin, I, I just don't think that's the right route. I really don't. I don't think it's the right route to make him a, an adversary either. That's no, I, I don't think it's a route to try to be friends with him. We don't need. We don't need to try to make enemy. him an adversary. He makes himself what he is. We just don't like need said, to deal a, with Putin yeah. as in any any more than we need to deal with Putin. So what about China? The, Russia, China. I, yeah. I mean, we inevitably we're going to deflect to that, Korea, right? North Korea is an enemy, a defined enemy. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like they are they are an enemy. Ninety percent of their economy. The difference comes between from China. China and Russia is that China is the level of influence in the world. China can hurt us China way more it. than Russia can. Yeah. Only yeah. Economically, they can ask for their money back. Yeah. Economically, yeah. Militarily, well. In, China owes us a ton of money too, and so does Japan. So everyone owes a bunch of people money. No one is ever going to decide to tell Collect. America that we right. want because it would collapse the global economy. Right. We're not going to do that. But again, Russia could hurt us militarily. China can hurt us militarily because they stole a bunch of our right. Our which is why every time you deflect to China, that's why we don't do it with China because they can hurt <laughs> us way more than Russia can. I wouldn't say way more. They can definitely hurt us, and I think they could hurt us more. But people don't understand how unprepared we are to actually be fighting Russia. We are not prepared for that. We're not Russia going has. to fight Russia. Let Russia sit there and. It's really easy to say that whenever the whole world is priming for war. North Korea, just today, we've seen more escalations okay, from so, North Korea. Okay, uh, so, all right, that's a good point. So, we've seen more escalations Obviously from North China Korea. China has picked North Where Korea you, over so us. So, if the United States continues to have a shitty relationship with Vladimir Putin. And North Korea s- decides we're going to do something nuts. What? Wh- whose side do you think Putin's going to come to? Not North Korea's. Really? Yeah, really. You really don't think so? Why would he? The because rest of the world just, is just going. Like you just hear me said, out. I'll tell you why. All right. Because first off, we look at China, and you just said China can hurt us hugely economically and even militarily. Mm-hmm. They have clearly chosen North Korea over us. They they could shut this whole thing down, and they did refuse to. They've obviously made their choice. Now, if Putin, who has no reason to like us because we can continuously give sanctions against their economy, who do we have as our allies? People who are bogged down with social programs who do not spend any, don't have a military effectively other than France. So France would be an ally. All you have to do is Putin. Putin is always going to do what's best for Russia. It's really easy to look there and say, hmm, Syria's got weapons and means to attack America. North Korea's got nukes that they can now launch to, uh, against America. China's going to go against and side with North Korea. I'm going with the winning side. And then they choose to go with, with those guys. And who do we have as our allies? 
Zimbabwe or something that's not going to help us. <laughs> Thanks, GW. Yeah, good job. So it's really easy to see how we'll we send don't forty want monkeys them. into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, that's worth eight billion dollars in, right. <laughs> in foreign aid. Right. It's really easy to see them not picking our side if the world comes to that. Because honestly, why would they? We keep putting sanctions against them. We don't trade with them. We don't do. We we stop them from doing. A we bunch don't of other trade things. with China. No, with uh, Russia. We we oh. stop doing other things. China again. They could just rule the world. If they take us out, they'd be the top dog. And we, we even even now, we, yeah. We, but we're all more economically beneficial to China than Russia is to China. Now I think we can take out America, and then or make if our we rules. could just take out That's what Russia, lose who is way weaker than America. They are not way weaker than America. Militarily, mm. they are not. Economically, they are. Economically, it's fine. If they're propped up by China and they, they make a new pact. You guys keep touting our, our stock market. So let's yeah. Russia doesn't touch us under Trump. The stock market is global. Everyone who is invested in stocks is doing fine. Like We're doing good. If we don't invest that in our military, we don't have anything. All it takes is for China to say, we're cutting you off. We're going to trade with this side of the world. Wait, the war starts. We have to deal with nukes from I North Korea. I just don't Korea. see that act becoming a reality. Every just day it gets closer. Yeah, okay. But for 60 years, every day. <laughs> it hasn't been 60 years. For 60 years, every day, North Korea was going to bomb us. But they were never close until actually now. Because we let them get close. I understand <laughs> that. But like, It's like we're slow-mo watching them just the load the gun. The other and they're point, like, too, uh... with, with North Korea and, like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't take care of North Korea. We should take care of North Korea. But let's just remember that North Korea has had the capability to take out South Korea right. for many, many years. But they knew that. And they've that never point, done that. Well, at that because point, they would obviously be taken out by the rest of the they world. they don't get anything from actually doing yeah. anything. They get stuff from. This is a chess game. And every day, the pieces move. That there's different opportunities for different people. And there's no reason why we should put Russia in a position to where they can side with the other side. There's just no reason to. We can't afford it. We will lose. We don't even know if we can fight China. Well, I we, I don't think we would win if we just fight China I don't, and I don't North think we Korea. Would win. If you add Russia into it, we lose. That is the scenario that plays out. Well, I don't know that we're at that point yet. We want we're, to be. We can't, we can't stop blaming them for everything and trying to hurt their economy. Well, you know, when you see shit that's real, you call people out on it. So I'm still waiting for to see it be real. But. Right. And again, I'll explain to you how investigations work. <laughs> so just wait. That's fine. Uh, but like I said, I don't see why we're doing writ sanctions and things on them now and deciding that they're our enemy now when the investigation in your own terms has not concluded. That, okay. That's fine. Well, that's where I'm okay, at. that's fine. I know we didn't. We weren't supposed yeah. to be going on this. No, no, no. <laughs> but and, and that's fine. But what I will say on the flip side of that is that like it's been debated whether or not we have evidence of the meddling, and if right. we do have evidence of the meddling, whether or not some of us like to now we have to weigh that against. Do we want to start waging war with them now as well, just because they've done this? Even if they have done it, let's do the hypothetical and say that they did do it. They hacked our election. They made Donald Trump president. They colluded. Every single thing that you want want it to be real is real how do you handle it do you make them an enemy and now we Bomb have to them. deal with take yeah. back crime <laughs> now we start this war and now that the scenario i just mentioned plays out in its entirety i don't see the benefit i don't yeah, understand I don't, it i don't know but i think that if wrongdoing is done you hold people accountable for it so well, you, you, is fine, so you but take don't, the don't swallow the cyanide pill just to be right you know what i mean no i'm fine but if you're right you're right 
Yeah. So you, you acknowledge so it. Then, you can try to, to do so something. So then you then you take it day by day. I yeah. guess at that point, because but again, like you said, you still want to expose any wrongdoing if there yeah. is wrongdoing. That's so, fine. I, I'm I'm all for that. Like I said, if if the if the investigation comes out and says, and does that mean that? And maybe that means that if you ex- expose wrongdoing, I I don't know where that leaves. Russia, but there I'll should be... I'll tell you where the Congress would want it to lead. But, damn near a declaration of war. Well, I'm telling you right now that I think the American public, at least, would be satisfied, and probably more the Russian government would be satisfied the, if the people in America were held accountable. Yeah. So, I think the people in America vastly overestimate our military and vastly underestimate. That's because that's what we've been taught. That's what I we've know. been indoctrinated. Right, but it's just like when we talked the last say, time that the last time we were on the show. If you um, talk to Democrats for the past ten years, all they've wanted to do is cut funding for the military, and our nuclear codes are still on floppy like, disks. It's like slavery, right? <laughs> like, it's like the Civil War. Now I did see something. We were taught I, that I'm going to about slavery. We were taught that we are number one. Right. Um, I'm going to bring this up because it's really cool, and I just want to say it because I was really excited. I did see today that they have started 3D printing submarines, and apparently it cut it down to what used to take like six months to build it, uh, like one submarine and cost just thousands and thousands of dollars. Cut it by 90 percent of the cost, and they can do it in a month. Right. And they're trying right. to get a whole 3D printed fleet. By uh, 2019. That's that's crazy. Fuck yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so technology is that's cool. things we need to be doing. It's so wonderful. Because like I said, every thing. day we get a little closer to this. And I think that if North Korea were to bomb us now, I think the next thing China does is EMP. <laughs> I think though, too, keep in mind that like the government has already sent drone footage to Kim Jong Un yeah. of him like walking around oh, well, the well, missile. Kim Jong Un doesn't make it out of it, but I don't think we make it out of it for either. like 13 minutes. They're just like, hey, we just want you to see this video so that you know <laughs> that we can take you out yeah. whenever we want. Now, who knows? There could be a scenario much like World War II, where the the powers, the big superpowers, lost and the little America came in to do it. Maybe Zimbabwe comes up and, and saves <laughs> right. our asses and becomes the new well, superpower. We have I don't so know. many more monkeys now. <laughs> Um, yes. So anyway, all right. Well, that's that thing. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I think that we weren't supposed to go there, but we did. No. I, yeah. <laughs> we're not supposed to go a lot of places. We always say that there's like two or three segments, and then it turns right. into like 17 issues. So anyway, if you couldn't of... tell, I don't like the sanctions against Russia. I hope that Donald Trump does not sign them. And I I'm, think that's a, an, an escalation that we don't need. I'm indifferent because I, I think I think you make good points. Um, but I like. But I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I want people to be held accountable for shit that they do. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I just don't want to die over it. <laughs> so. nah, I don't think you will. You live in St. Louis. They'll hit the uh, coast first. If that happened, I'd sign up immediately. So I would be going. That's just the way it would be. Well, congratulations. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I, you, like, it sucks for the audience because you kind of just put me on the spot to say the same, but I'm not going oh, to fine, say yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to say the same. I take medicine daily. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think that about uh, does it for the week. So make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP2017. Like and subscribe for our latest content. Share, share our content with your friends. That would be great. Um, our Facebook Live segments are available now. And normally we've been doing those on Sundays at about noon central time. We're going to start, I think, doing those on Saturdays here in the near future. I don't know if it'll be next week per se, um, but be on the be on the lookout for that tweet or that update on uh, on the social media accounts as well as, of course, we will we will announce it once we make that uh, once we make that change. So yeah, I think that's about it. Um, we'll catch you next week. As always, here it is your. Uh, Alternative fact of the week. Thanks. So, Mr. President, this is, uh, you know, clearly a disappointing moment. 
uh, from skyrocketing costs uh, to plummeting choices and collapsing markets, our constituents have suffered through an awful lot under Obamacare. We thought they deserved better. It's why I and many of my colleagues did as we promised and voted to repeal this failed law. We told our constituents we would vote that way, and when the moment came, when the moment came,